The exciting part I like is that, Ali, I have to buy 300 unit multifamily to revenue, give me revenue of 4 million, let's say, right? But with 88 to 92 units of multifamily in senior assisted living, because we charge 4,000 or 4,500, we can have 4 million revenue with such a smaller number of units. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth season of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. Real estate investing is not rocket science, but it's not a fairy tale either. It's an incredible investment vehicle that builds and grows wealth. I have done it, and this is why so many of the wealthiest people in America and in the world, actually, invest in real estate as well. Listen in every week to learn about all the different real estate asset classes which strategies experienced and successful investors use to live their best lives and the processes to do it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just listen in every week to grow your knowledge along with me and to move your finances to a place where you can live an extraordinary life. This show is sponsored by my company, Blue Lake Capital, where we help passive investors grow their wealth through large multifamily investments and funds. To learn more about my company and invest in with me, visit www.bluelake-capital.com. Welcome to Ready to Scale Season 4. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Ellie Perlman, your host, broadcasting from Providence, Rhode Island. Today, I'm talking with a very energetic and happy guest, Vinny Chopra. So Vinny is a CEO of, has been for 35 years of Munil Investment Group and also oversees Munil Management Group and Munil Senior Living, which is something we're going to talk about. He purchased and developed close to a billion dollars in total acquisitions in the last 15 years in different emerging markets across the U.S. He is also the host of the podcast called Syndication Made Easy and Multifamily Syndication Academy. And Vinny wrote two books, and we're going to talk about them. There's also a third book on the way. The first one is called Positivity Brings Profitability. The second one is Apartment Syndication Made Easy, a step-by-step guide. And guys, we're going to put all those links in show notes. So if you were wondering how we started, so Vinny is actually a mechanical engineer and he moved to the U.S. with only $7 in his pocket to earn an MBA in marketing at the George Washington University in Washington, D.C. And don't you love those stories of you know people who immigrated to the U.S. with 5 or $10 in their pockets and became you know huge success? Vinny is one of them. And if you're not watching the video, you can see that, you know, Vinny is always, always with a smile on. His, his nickname is Mr. Smiles. And without further ado, I would like to welcome Vinny to the show. Hey, Vinny. Hi, Ellie. Hi. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so, so glad to have you here on the show. Vinny and I, you know, we know some sponsors that we've been investing with together and we actually met, I want to say, was it two or three years ago yes. in Orlando? Yeah. In Orlando, in a part of the NMHC, so that's a national multi-housing 
council, and this is a big event, thousands of people, all the largest brokerage firms and largest, you know, sponsors and service providers and property managers all in one place. And some, you know, part of that conference was a little bit boring, but the fun part was to just grab drinks with other sponsors and other brokers and try and get an off-market deal. So that's a part that I like at that conference. But Vinny, if you can share with us a little bit about, you know, how you got into real estate and what you're involved with today, and we can kick off the conversation. Totally, Ellie. Just like majority of us, you know, we probably started in single family homes. And that's exactly what happened with me and my wife. We've been in the Bay Area for 41 years, San Francisco area. We've been married 41 years and two children, Neil and Monica, our pride and joy. That's our company's more Neil, Monica and Neil. And the key thing I, we found was the cash flow was not there. We couldn't scale up and things like that. So about 15, 16 years back, I became broker. I'm a broker licensed broker in California, but I didn't want to buy or sell properties. We became investors like you, you know, it's good to just become an investor syndicator now and so on. So that's what opened up, you know, a lot of doors for us in multifamily. We looked at a lot of commercial spaces. There are so many kinds, you know, industrial to office, to strip, to hotels, whatever, but multifamily caught their attention. And that was the right thing to do 15 years back. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. It's amazing that you understood that that was maybe one of the most profitable you know, asset classes because 15 years ago, multifamily amongst you know, investors was not as popular or as, you know, now you have you know, several sponsors and there are several options for individuals, for family offices to partner with. But 15 years ago, it, was, it wasn't the case. The options were much more limited. So true. I mean, our first property, I remember it took us 11 months to close and we could not get a loan, you know, with no track record mm -hmm. or nothing, but we got seller financing. So that was the first, you know, jab at the whole multifamily, 109 units. We got seller financed. Wonderful. And that's a great way to actually bypass the, you know, it's kind of a chicken in the egg because how do you get, how do you get experience if you, you know, lenders want to see that you have experience before they extend a loan, but you need one of those lenders to allow you to buy something with an attractive loan so you can actually start building your track record. So definitely seller's finance is, is one good way to, you know, a really good way to do that. So You know, I want to start the conversation by talking about, you know, the asset part of the podcast today. And I want to talk about senior living. This is something that you're very passionate about and you're kind of focused on. And I know, you know, I've had a lot of guests here talking about multifamily. This is also what I do. And I think it's really interesting to hear about another kind of different asset class. And I know it can be different, could be also a bit similar but if you can kind of describe a little bit more, what exactly is senior living from an investor perspective and why you chose to focus on that? Totally. Actually, seniors, as you all know, silver tsunami is another term which is flowing through USA and across the world where the seniors, people who are like, you know, 65, turning about 65, 55, 65, 85 and all that. So 
10,000 baby boomers are turning 65 every night in USA. And it's going to happen for many, many, many years. So we are about 54.6 million out of the whole population of USA who are 65 plus, but 10,000 more are added to that number every day, every single day. So we'll be about 100 million. Wow. You know, I'm also senior, by the way, you know, I'm 69. I just turned 69 this week and 70 next year and so on. But the key thing is that there is a huge demand for senior living, senior living, because they want to downsize maybe, or there is some seniors who need assistance in dressing up or in taking medication, or they cannot cook, cannot take bath. So Mm -hmm. assisted living is that kind of senior living where some caregivers are involved. And that's the segment that we have chosen, my company and my partner. And I was really kind of sending messages out in the universe. I believe in the law of attraction, law of the universe, law of manifestation, Ellie. So a good friend who is a very great friend now, he entered from Pakistan. I'm from India. So I came here when I was 22. He came here when he was 17 years of age. He's younger than me, but he got into senior living developments about 10 years back. Look at that. I got started 16 years back. He got started in senior living 10 years back. And now we have joined hands to really serve our communities of seniors. And we built ground up. We really believe in ground up because you know, we looked at was there are lots and lots of older buildings, a lot of residential senior living are there, which is, of course, 10 bedroom or five bedroom or, you know, we call them as beds also in senior living. But we try to build 60 to 90 to 100 beds or units, multifamily, ground up. That's what we do. And it's been very exciting to see. We put movie theaters in there, dining halls, of course, exercise rooms, libraries, spa, you know, salons, you name it. And then there are only one story. That's the other thing we decided. We want to build only one story with compounds, courtyards, so that seniors can go out and put some vegetables and flowers and have a good active life. That's actually a very good point because most senior living, you know, buildings are a few stories high. And at some point, you know, at least some of the tenants, they're kind of trapped if they have an issue with mobility. So that way, that would be very attractive for a potential tenant to basically say, hey, everything, you know, I can get in and out. I have more flexibility. So that's very interesting because, you know, with multifamily, for instance, you tend to think of amenities in a certain way. You know, everyone wants a pool in certain markets. Everyone wants a gym. And then you kind of need to change that mindset and say, okay, now my target audience, it's completely different. What do they want? They want free, you know, clear access. So it's good to basically put yourself in their shoes to understand what is it that they actually want. So true. So true. You know, definitely they want, you know, open space, high ceilings. We find they also, their units are very different. We have some videos also, if you'd like, 
we could send some, you know, links if any of the audience would like to see them and we build them from scratch. So we find the retirement communities where seniors would like to retire in the warmer states, you know, many of them. And then we buy the lands, five to seven acres of land. And then we do the ordinance changes. We do the capture rate studies, how much need is there for how many units. And then we start building it, of course, about 12 months, nine to 12 months in building. Mm -hmm. And then we do the managing also. We are vertically integrated in our companies in multifamily also. I've done 34 syndications so far and done really you know, nice. And then now in senior living also, we are vertically integrated. So we manage our all the assets we build. Yeah. Got it. And you actually answered my next question about the process of managing the entire, you know, project. So you mentioned that you're doing some research, then, you know, getting the permits and start building it. And, you know, I'm actually curious because I know with multifamily, when it comes to the process of choosing the markets, it's pretty straightforward. You just look for the markets where companies and people move to, where you see that migration, that creates the demand. The more companies move to a certain market or state, the more people will follow and vice versa. And this is where you're going to have a lot more people knocking on your door and wanting to see an apartment. How is the process? How does it work with senior living? How do you know which markets are good markets? Because I'm assuming that not all markets are, you know, were created equal when it comes to senior living as well. You're so right, Ali. You know, totally, it's a 180 degree turn for me because I've been chasing jobs, jobs, jobs growth and mm-hmm. Best Buys and Walmarts and Starbucks opening up, right? You know, yeah. India progress where the jobs are coming, households are coming. But in this one, we don't want jobs. <laughs> we want more serene communities, right? And we want where seniors would be like through the different data points with the shifts happening in USA, we are able to find out where the seniors are moving to. So that's where we go to those communities, like in Florida, for example, you know, we are building at 10 locations in Florida alone. You know, we built one in Cape Corral, Punta Gorda, 17 miles away, we are building and it's almost 90% complete within six months or seven months. Then we are building Williamsburg, Virginia, which we are very, very proud of right there. And then Chesapeake, Virginia also. Then we go to Palm Bay, Sebastian, Ocala, Venice, Jacksonville, Merritt Island, all those places, you know. So you're right. These are demographical shifts. But we are also finding that seniors want to live near to their grandchildren. Wow. Mm, Okay. That is a big draw for them. They want to spend their golden years, you know, nicely where grandchildren can visit them and their children can visit them. So that opens up a lot more states and a lot more cities also, because we find a lot of seniors come from about 50 to 70 miles radius, you know, from where we built. Yeah. Interesting. And so when it comes to choosing those markets, you know, some of them are pretty easy to understand. Florida is probably a big one. I've been hearing more about Georgia, maybe the Carolinas, because they're a little bit more affordable. Yeah, 
for sure. Arizona, amazing, right? Mm-hmm. When we yeah. think about Arizona, we think about summery weather, you know, a lot of seniors coming there. So we are definitely moving from the east side all the way coming to California, maybe in two, three years, we'll be in California <laughs> because we have Who so knows? projects on the way. <laughs> Absolutely. I would say, you know, without knowing anything about asset living development, probably California would be the most challenging state to develop in with all the regulations. And it's it's probably going to be, you know, the cost benefit analysis will need to be very, very solid to make sure that it actually makes sense. So true. And the land is so expensive, like in the Bay Area. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just get seven acres of land, that might be, I don't know, how many millions of dollars. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds correct. So Vinny, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about a certain strategy, which is kind of, it's not directly related to real estate, but it's about the power of positivity. And you mentioned earlier, law of attraction. And I'm a big believer in that as well, that you summon to your life in all dimensions, what you are attracting. And sometimes, you know, knowingly or unknowingly, that's what you do. It's not that simple. It's not like if you want to be successful and wealthy and you think about it, it's just, it's just going to happen. But I personally believe that if you think about it, if you imagine it, you start taking actions consciously and subconsciously that are going to put you in that path to get what you want. And I'm wondering what is your, you know, point of view, because, you know, I see you're always smiling, you're always happy. And I know that this is something that you also do. So I would love to hear from you how you see that. You know, Ali, I find that I think mind is just, oh my gosh, I mean, it can go either way, totally, many ways. And which is so true. If consciously, we don't really shield ourselves. That's the word I use, right? Shielding just as if, you know, you're eating something, right? If you see on a plate something really bad, I know we all eat bad things, fried things, mm-hmm. bad, but how about if there is some very negative, some, you know, I just took a word, came to my mind like rat, dead rat, right? Now, oh my God, if, yes. If the dead rat is in the, in the, on a plate and you're eating egg, would you eat dead rat? No, we will not. We just throw it away and everything. That's how metaphorically I feel the same way because if the negativism that penetrates our mind, our brain is so small, it's so small. But the thing is, you've got to empty your brain with the negative thoughts so that the positive things can start putting layers over and over and over and over again. And it is it can only happen if internally we decide that I'm going to look at whatever the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenges. That, I mean, we all come across so many challenges in yeah. life. It's how we react to them. It's how we accept them quickly and say, okay, what's next? How can I get rid of this sorrow or this negative situation, right? And then proactively see that it doesn't happen again. But we are human. We are all human, you know? And we work with so many people in our organizations and they're humans. So I think it's just okay to not sweat it, (laughs) you know? But the thing is having a positive mindset will get us closer to the goals much faster, we'll find solutions much faster, 
And if we accept it, I have a philosophy which you might too. A lot of people, what is happening to me on a daily basis, it was supposed to happen. Wow. By just accepting it that, you know what? It had to happen. It's here. Yeah. All right. Let's deal with it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's very powerful if you're able to do that because many times when you're in a tough situation, it's really hard to control the way you feel. It's really hard to accept it and see the positive part of it. So once you learn how to do it, it can be extremely, extremely powerful. You know, it is. And Miracle Morning, I know, I talk a lot about that. Of course, friend Hal Elrod wrote the book, Miracle Morning, Miracle Equation. Really great, great books. Eckhart Tolle's, you know, Power of Now, Birth. It's just so, so great books. And, you know, in the morning, I just totally enjoy spending that time of in gratitude and giving gratitude to all the people, family, everybody, our teams of people, all the heads of our companies and all. And then exercising and taking care of the body, the temple, I call it. Mm-hmm. It's a temple. Yeah. And we got to worship our body because health is so important. And when we start thinking those things, then we start getting away from the bad things of not even putting the mind, you know, in a negative but the eating also right. And I always say that, you know, during the mouth down, we spend thousands of dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> in eating so good food and tastes and all that. But mouth up, many times we don't spend much time in feeding the mind up, you know, and that is what we should do, right? That's very, very true. And I think it's especially important when it comes to real estate because real estate never goes as planned. There's always something going on, always, always, always. And if you don't have that stamina, that right mindset, the positivity, it's going to be very hard for you to to stick around because there are things that are happening all the time. And usually there are, you know, the consequences could be severe. It's We're not talking about you know, something that can be resolved overnight. Sometimes it has, you know, it can be very expensive or can, you know, impact your brand or some, you know, legal issues that are involved. So having that mindset can definitely, definitely help. Totally. And again, you know, it's not easy. I want to say to yeah. you. Yeah. But it's just that the decision you make that I want to try to be a little bit positive and then you start getting that challenge on your plate, I call it, right? You know, then you say, oh, what did I decide? You know, look at it. There is a silver lining in every dark cloud. I mean, that's a great saying, but we could find that at that moment, many times it will not surface as the silver lining. But then when we act on it and all that, then we say, you know what? It could have been worse. I mean, What it is right now, it's just the right amount God gave me. And I also believe that, Ellie, God gives us to grow. And they only give us those negative challenges of all these things because they know we can handle it. So that's the universal truth. I say, you know, okay, God gave me, okay, let's just figure out a way. There is a better way. Absolutely. There's always a better way. Absolutely. So Vinny, what's next to you? What's exciting for you? What are you working on these days? Oh my gosh, Ellie, I am just so blessed, you know, with small success I've had. But the thing is, I am really, really, really excited to build 
lot more senior assisted living multifamily these are a plus plus luxury at the affordable cost by the way all these things i mentioned we build them and everything we offer them at the same price 4500 a month or 5000 mm-hmm. a month as the older assisted livings in the community are charging so usually we come up at the same price or a couple of 100 dollar more but they get vast difference in services and you know eating we have bigger budgets in you know having sous chefs and other chefs they cook to order for every resident every day wow. breakfast lunch and dinner they ask them what they would like and then snacks and everything we cover almost everything the linen the laundry the transportation the adls daily living exercises with the caregivers prescription service all that in that $4500 the exciting part i like is that ali i have to buy 300 unit multifamily to revenue give me revenue of 4 million let's say right but with 88 to 92 units of multifamily in senior assisted living because we charge 4000 or 4500 mm-hmm. we can have 4 million revenue with such a smaller number of units and since we build them so they are a plus plus very less different maintenance very less you know because all things are brand new right so the whole system this ecosystem is getting in my brain and i'm just so fired up to do 2 billion dollars i've been saying that 2 billion in this 9 years so that's where my focus is right now you know to really have some great family offices some hedge funds some other people to join hands with me so that we can build them and we build them very fast and then when we are 65 or 70% built we are able to start marketing and getting the residents signed up because when we do ribbon cutting ceremony we would love to have 50% occupied you know in within a week's time and then our break even point is much lower by the way in this multifamily class of assisted senior living which we are in is at 52 to 57% as compared to 72 to 77 yeah. in the other you know yeah. so a lot of positive things that motivates me every morning and i just you know i get going on my bandwagon <laughs> <laughs> no that's wonderful and that's amazing that you're so passionate about it i think you know a lot of people would love to you know do what they're passionate about it's not definitely not a given so i appreciate you sharing that with us We've arrived, Vinny, to the lightning round questions, five quick questions that we're going to start right away. First one is, Vinny, what's your favorite hobby besides building senior living facilities? <laughs> senior living you know, my hobbies are really great. I am a shopaholic. <laughs> I uh-huh. love to buy colorful shirts, <laughs> clothes. We travel a lot. My wife and I love to travel. So that's mm-hmm. another one. I like oil paintings I've done. So I I'm planning to do some acrylic paintings also mm. now. All right. All right. That's interesting. Vinny, what's the number one thing that people don't know about you? You know, oh my gosh, that I probably laugh when I sleep. No. <laughs> I'm <laughs> smiling while sleeping. Some people have told me this, Vinny, you are just, you know, I don't know why my cheeks hurt when I frown. 
<laughs> okay. What do you wish you had known when you just started investing? You know, that's interesting. I mean, to be truthful, I'm only in the social media for the last four or five years now. I've been in business 16 years. I would say that, you know, I would have probably gotten some really good strength in great partner, right? You know, sometimes partner can impede you or get you to, you know, excel, right? So that might be just one small thing. But otherwise, I feel I never look back. That's the other thing. I never see what I did or didn't do. I just see what's today and what is mm. going to be tomorrow. So I hardly really, you know, put myself. I don't remember negative things much of the time. My wife tells me that. <laughs> <laughs> She remembers. All right. So the next question we have, Vinny, is what's your number one advice for high net worth individuals and family offices that want to scale and grow their real estate portfolio this year? I will definitely say it's a hot market as all yeah. of us know. I mean, bidding, 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 overbidding. <laughs> I mean, you know, but you got to look at right, underwrite conservatively but also look at where seller's mind is at. And if you like the property, go ahead and look at the value adds, put them into the underwriting a little bit so that you could buy that property. Otherwise, the people who will really get to the best and final and with hard money day one are most of the time people are winning, right? You know, yeah. I bought the one in Austin. Then I just went to Tennessee. We got that out of 16 bidders. We've got the offer accepted. So I would say definitely, you know, the market is not going to be any different. When I say any different, the loans are so low, 2.66%, 30-year amortized. Who could have, you know, thought about those interest rates, right? So please hunker down. And, you know, I'm also in hospitality also now. We bought a Hilton Garden Inn. We are planning to buy a Marriott. So there are lots of great commercial assets that one can dig in. Yeah. All right, Vinny. Thank you. So if one of our listeners want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Wow. I'm all over, you know, of course, I have YouTube channel, Vinny Chopra, V-I-N-N-E-Y-C-H-O-P-R-A. And my website is also vinnychopra.com. LinkedIn, you could reach out to me. You could reach out to me by emailing also. I listen and read every email. That's Vinny at vinnychopra.com. So that way and all over, you know, just Google me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that if anyone Googles your name, you'll pop right in. And so to you, the listeners, we're going to add all the links to the books and to Vinny's website in the show notes. So it's going to be easier for you to track him if you would like to have a conversation. Well, Vinny, thank you so much for being here today. It was a real pleasure to chat with you. No, really nice, Ellie, to see you. And we met also one-on-one -on -one before. And thank you for inviting me. God bless you. Keep up the great work. And thank you, everybody, for spending time with us. God bless you all. All right. Thank you, Vinny. Guys, if you'd like to speak with me about investing in multifamily, be sure to complete our new investor form on www.ellieperlman.com. Until then, be bold, be great, keep pushing forward, and I'll see you on the next episode.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.